Welcome to Behind the Tools. Here's Tradeify CEO and your host, Michael Steckler. Hi everyone, welcome back to Behind the Tools. Now, despite their talent for the trades, trades women make up just under 5% of the global industry. Now, that's a figure that's barely changed over the last decade. And so there's still huge room for improvement when it comes to diversity and inclusion within the trades industry. And we want to be part of driving this change. So for this month, we'll be talking to a number of hardworking women from all over the world to find out the great work they're doing, but also to get more insight into their journey and ways they're working to push for a more inclusive industry. Enjoy the episode and happy Women in Trades Month. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Tools. Um, delighted this week that we have uh, Verity. Verity um, is the founder of Trady Wives, which many of you, if you're in Australia, so Verity is based on the northern beaches of uh, Sydney uh, in Australia. So if you're in Australia, you've probably heard of Trady Wives, and we'll, we'll get into that in a bit more detail. Uh, but Verity is also a, a co-director in a landscaping business as well, so has a ton of experience in the trades. Verity, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's a pleasure. It's great to have you on the show. Um, maybe just to sort of kick things off, Verity, it'd be great to hear a bit about kind of how you got into the trades, right? So you're a founder and director um, of a landscaping business with your husband, uh, Craig. It'd be great to hear how that came about and sort of what attracted you to the trades. Yeah, um, so Craig had been in business for many years before he and I met. Um, so he had a pretty well-established business, um, always a sole trader, um, and then sort of I came along and over the years, I watched him struggle really, um, just being on the tools all day, coming yeah. home and just being in piles and piles of paperwork, you know, just not getting on top of things and just, you know, he had no social media. I don't think the website had been touched for years. Like it was just, you know, it, he had so much potential, but he couldn't do it all by himself. So it was just sort of, an, a, you know, a point where he needed help. Um, and I felt like, you know, that was something I could bring um, my backgrounds in marketing and advertising. So I felt yeah. like I could bring some value. Um, and so we sort of had a conversation about that. And um, yeah, I was like, you know, maybe if I just start one day doing a few things here and there just to give you a hand and then, you know, slowly it kind of built and, and was really good. So just kept going. Yeah, fantastic. And it's not an, not an uncommon story, actually. It's, in fact, actually, we have a board member, Antipody, who um, kind of co-founded a, a, a large plumbing business in the UK, very similar. She had a background in sales and marketing, yep. similar thing. Her husband was on the tools and could see that yep. gap in terms of running the business. And was that sort of, was it the opportunity in terms of growth that attracted you or was it more the, or, or could you also see the burden in terms of stress of trying to keep up with the kind of back office stuff that, that maybe was not, not what, yeah. probably not what Craig enjoys as much? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely not. Um, and so I think it was a balance. Like it was very much, um, very much, initially wanting to take the burden away like take the stress away if I could um but yeah definitely I could see potential he's so great at what he does and I was like you could really you know make this into something big because you know you're very talented but you just don't have the the, the time you know or the will to do the back office side of things and where did you um I mean I noticed on the website and so if you are looking for um landscapers uh, in Sydney if you're in the Sydney area I presume you cover most of the Sydney area it's yeah. evolution um, construction and landscapes and there's some That's great right. pictures, pictures of the work you've done historically how did you yeah. what was your first what was the first thing that you fixed in the business do you, do you think when you came in what's the first thing you addressed uh just systems I think there was obviously no I mean no bookkeeping system or anything he'd sort of right. been through a few different accountants had a few issues there didn't really sort of connect with accountants. I think that's really important. He sort of never found anyone he could connect with to support him right. through what he was doing. Um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, gosh, there was just tax stuff, mountains of paperwork. It was a schmozzle. Um, and so that's what I addressed. I sort of came into the business saying, I don't want to touch the books. I'm, I'm not good at it. I don't like it. Um, it's not something that, you know, I want to do. Um, but I slowly ended up, you know, doing, we downloaded zero. We sort of got trained in that a little bit. I just sort of did a few bits and pieces here and there. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of just went from there. And yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And where, and, and, where, and, and your, your role in the business now, where do you, where do you spend most of your time? Um, I've sort of pulled back a little bit. If you ask Craig, you'll be like, hey, you remember me? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yes, yeah, so I pulled back a little bit. So I'm mainly just doing the social media, the website, um, the invoicing. Um, Craig's sort of much more organised now than he was. He's got a great team. So, um, yeah, so things are things are pretty good. So I'm just mainly doing the social media side, which yeah. I really yeah. enjoy. Yeah, and you're you're really good at that, which we'll, we'll get to um, when we talk <laughs> about trading wives. But and so the, so the, talk me through the journey. So it sounds like you know you've got more employees now. How did that how did that play out? Where, where did you see the growth? Um, well, I just saw, you know, he had so much work coming in that he didn't have the manpower to do it. So, um, so it was really important to, to sort of find somebody to try and grow. Um, we were lucky enough to have some sort of friends who were looking for work at the time. So we onboarded yeah. them. Um, Craig knew of somebody at a hardware shop that was wanting to do the trade. So that sort of just organically came about. Um, so yeah, it was really important because there was so much work at the time. Um, yeah. but yeah, he just didn't have the manpower to do it. So it was really important to have, um, a team. And I think it makes it much more enjoyable to share it with other people on site, you know, rather than being on your own. Yeah. I think there's a lot of sole traders that I speak to and probably listen to this. It, it can be, you know, I think they, they enjoy the interaction where they, they work with other companies that are working on a job, like if it's a building yeah. renovation and there's a plumber and an electrician, That's um, right. It can be it can be quite difficult um, otherwise. And is there anything from your experience that you wish you'd known about the trades before you? I mean, you probably knew a bit because obviously you you, you know you were married to your husband, so you knew you had the experience of what he was going through. But is there anything you look at from a business experience point of view that you, you wish you'd known before getting into the trades, or any advice for anyone else that is embarking on the same journey? Um, I think looking back now, I think that you know, it's okay to outsource things is what I learned. You know, I tried to do everything by myself. Um, felt like, no, no, I've got to do this by myself. I can't outsource, you know, I really should be the one doing it. Um, and now I look back and, you know, things that took me, you know, 10 hours would take somebody else who knew what they were doing 20 minutes. So um, I think that's really important to know that you don't feel like you have to do it all yourself and that you can yeah. outsource the things, particularly that you don't enjoy because generally they take longer and more headspace. So yeah, definitely definitely knowing where to outsource and is that would you would that the example you're giving would that be the bookkeeping side of things yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely the bookkeeping yeah um yeah definitely that even stuff you know like the website some of the things on the website that i get stuck on you know the tech side of things i'd be trying to sort out and google and um you know it takes somebody who knows what they're doing five minutes yeah. to fix something so yeah just just having the right support and do you think that's a, a, the resistance to doing that? It's not really resistance, but the reason people don't do that, you think that's a cost or a, what's the driver, do you think? Um, I, I think it's a combination of things. I think it is, yeah, the cost. It's the feeling like you're coming on board, so you should be the one, you know, right. to do it all. Um, and I also think it's not knowing who to ask, where to look, what exactly you need. Um, yeah, I think it's a combination of those things. 
And do you think Craig would have got to an outsource point at some moment in time if you hadn't prompted him? I mean, that's the thing I often see with a lot of companies is they sort of just keep going and yeah. do the 10, out, 10 hours at the, at the table on a Sunday or whatever, just trying to catch up with, with paperwork. It's one of the yeah. challenges is sort of that acknowledgement of, you know, I've got a system. I think for a lot of people, their system probably feels like it's working, but in the absence of seeing the alternative, um, yeah. they just keep going. Um, do you think yeah. he just kept going as he was? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Still now, I think he would have just been just sort of doing the same thing and still, you know, not getting on top of things. And yeah, he definitely, I don't think would have, would have, um, yeah, would have outsourced. He wouldn't have had that sort of push to outsource things. Yeah. And then aside from the early days of sort of bookkeeping, um, mm. which, you know, some people love and it's great to find those people that <laughs> yep. enjoy that. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of them. And, uh, you know, uh, our finance team here would, would readily tell you that, but um, yeah. I guess, what were the other sort of challenges you faced growing the business in that period? Um, just sort of researching the the right systems and processes and having, you know, like formal things in place, like a formal process from, you know, when you get your first lead to the completion yeah. of the job. Um, so also things like having great terms and conditions and, um, you know, addressing things like when people don't pay, what do you do? And making sure they're getting invoiced and reminders and, um, you know, and that the follow-up's really good and, you know, that you keep them, you know, on board for, for next time they want to have something done. So it's really, it was really just implementing that process from lead to, you know, completion and after the job. And how did you decide on some of that stuff? I mean, you had a great, great background in sales and marketing, but how did you decide on the best way to approach, um, I'm presuming you already had a pretty good sense of all created of pricing, but how did you approach, you know, things like collecting money and chasing for payment and all those in terms of conditions? And um, It was really hard. It was um, just a lot of research, actually. It was yeah. just a lot of Google. Um, and I, I actually used to email local landscapers, other local landscapers, and be like, oh, hi, this is my story. Just wondering if you could um, give me some advice about this, this, and this, and, you know, what sort of things you found help and, no one ever would reply to me. I never got one reply. Oh, you didn't? Um, oh, I was, no. I was not expecting... I was, ex I was about to say, one of the things that's really pleasantly surprised me being more involved in trade companies is how helpful people are to each other, even in the same local area. But yeah. you're saying the opposite. You didn't get a reply. That's interesting. Maybe it went to junk. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but no, so I, I never got any replies. And that's, again, sort of how, you know, how TradeWise was born and I wanted to connect with people. But... Um, but yeah, it was sort of just a lot of Googling and then just, um, yeah, just sort of looking at, I guess, other businesses from afar. And is there any advice to other people? I mean, one of the things I've seen that has been quite effective is joining local business networks, which can help mm -hmm. you find accountants and other, other services. Would you, would you recommend that? Have you done that at all? We haven't, no, but um, we've had friends of ours that have done that. Um, who have found it really helpful things like you know the business networking you know BNI groups and that sort of yeah, stuff who yeah. um, they've joined them um, and they've been really happy with that sort of stuff finding that network um, but it's not something that we've actually we've ever done yeah yeah no I think it's uh, it's interesting because like I say I, I have spoken to quite a few business owners who either worked for a previous trade company and they just went to their kind of old boss and said hey how did you how did you how did you price how did you think about yeah. you know invoicing and payment terms um, or yep. they've just spoken to other companies in the same 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 region. Yep. Um, and like I say, I have been surprised how helpful. It's nice that people will help <laughs> each other. And um, yeah, it that's is, not always yeah. the case. Not always the case. Yeah. And then, you know, one of the things we've talked about on this podcast previously is the sort of, um, 
you know, small number of women that are still in trades as a percentage of overall trades across the world. It's pretty much the same in, mm. in most countries. Some are slightly more advanced than others. What's your perspective on that? And, you know, coming into the trades um, as you did now, helping sort of run a trade company and, and, and we'll get to Trading Wives, which is obviously a really important part of um, making that more of a reality. What's your perspective on that? Um, I think it's something that, um, you know, I think women are still a bit apprehensive um, when it comes to coming into the trades and something that I've seen a lot is they feel like they're not taken seriously uh, and that's something that you know I, a lot of people have experienced where they come into the trade and they're sort of you know it's still quite male dominated and they feel a bit like you know no one really no one will take them seriously to a point where I know people who have sort of been in my role and they speak to people and they say, oh, you know, can I just speak to your husband? I don't know. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> or bypass yeah. you, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Want is to that, and is that, husband, so. is that, is that generational, do you think? Is that still generational more? I've heard that. I heard spoke to a UK um, tradesperson a while back and they, they talked about a very similar example where um, yeah. they sort of turned, turned up to the job and it was an older guy who was like, oh, I don't think you're not a plumber <laughs> or, or yeah. some words, words to that effect. Yeah. Is that, yeah. do you see that? Yeah, I do. I think, look, it is shifting. I feel like it is shifting. But um, yeah, I think it is, you're right, the older sort of generation who are still very set in, no, it's a, a male industry. Um, you know, females aren't, aren't meant to do trades. And um, yeah, I do. I do think it's generational. I think it's definitely, you see that in the older, older sort of market. Right. And what do you think will change it? Um, look, I think more awareness um, about you know, females in trades, I think it is becoming, um, you know, sort of bigger, but I just think more awareness of, um, you know, the support that's out there for women looking to enter a trade, um, that, you know, it's, it's, yeah, just the knowledge. I know that there's a few uh, people who I follow, female tradies over on Instagram, who are just doing such great things for yeah. the awareness of females in trades. And, you know, I think it's just really great programs and, um, you know, events for just female tradies. So I just think it's creating more awareness around it. Right. Yeah, I think the social media stuff has really helped yeah. with some of that because I think it's given people sort of people to, who are, they can aspire to, to follow. Yeah. Um, see the work they're doing, see that it's a great career to be in and all those things that go with that. So yeah, that yeah. Seems, to be, seems to be a good direction. I think it helps in general for the whole ecosystem um, just in terms of education and getting more people into trades anyway. Um, yeah. But that's often I think some of the problems start education, which is schools have a also sometimes have a perception around what they think somebody looks like they should work in the trades, and that doesn't Absolutely. that doesn't help help actually across the across the board. And then yeah. th what what prompted you? So I'm going to now talk about um, Trady Wives. Those people outside of Australia, Trady Wives is a, a massively successful um, group on Facebook and broadly actually actually have a, a publication as well. Um, my numbers are out of date. I, I haven't spoken to you just before we came came live on air which is that i think you now have fifteen thousand subscribers to trady wives yeah 14 and a half now right half, um, okay. maybe maybe be 15 by the time we publish this yes um <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah which is which is incredible that's a really big number of people that's a big community um in australia yeah talk to me about what prompted that and how you decided to set that up um so it was i, I guess in the early days of um working with craig the yeah as i said emailing local landscapers for help and you know obviously I, I had business experience but I didn't have specifically ex no trade experience so right. um, I really struggled with that and I you know I didn't know where to look for help with you know the website or a good accountant or um, 
you know, how to go about employing somebody. Um, and so sort of, you know, one day I was thinking about it and I thought, I want, there's got to be other women out there doing what I'm doing. Um, and it would be great to connect with them and be able to sort of bounce ideas off them and ask questions. And, um, and so I started the Facebook group and I was like, this is stupid. No one is going to join this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. Um, and then my friend said to me, look, you know, 20 people join, you've got 20 people. And I said, I tell you, 20 people aren't going to join this. Um, anyway, so I started that. It sort of took off and I felt like I'd, um, you know, found people who were feeling exactly like I was. Um, and it kind of grew from there and it sort of became apparent that people were feeling like they didn't know where to look for support. Um, they didn't know who to, to trust or, um, you know, what exactly they knew they needed help, but they didn't know exactly what they needed. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'd sort of watch the group and I'd see people give each other advice that, you know, people were trying to be helpful, but it wasn't necessarily the correct advice for them. Um, and so that's how the directory was born, where I found, you know, I wanted to work with businesses who I could sort of trust to direct the members to um, for that support and be able to kind yeah, of direct yeah. them to what they needed. And, um, you know, having you guys on board is just such a privilege. It's just been so wonderful to work with you um, and to be able to have our members be directed to somewhere where, you know, I can say, oh, this is what you need. This is who can help you. Um, yeah. No, we're, we're, it's a privilege for us to be associated with it. To be honest, it's a great, it's a great group, and um, it makes complete sense why you why you set it up. It, you know, and and what was the? I'm always intrigued with these things. What was the thing that sort of spurred the growth? What was the moment where did you just do a post and suddenly lots of people suddenly start joining, or what what happened there? Yeah, I just sort of um, you know I was in a few other Facebook groups, and um, I remember in one particular group putting it out there saying, you know, if I was to start this group, I'm in this position. Would anyone be interested? And everyone was like wow, yes, we'd be really interested for that. Um, and so that's how it started. And I just sort of was in other Facebook groups and would just, you know, tell the story of what I was doing and, you know, say if there's any other women out there feeling like me, like you're welcome to join this. Um, and then, yeah, people just kind of, it just sort of took off. So I felt right. like I'd hit something where people were feeling like this and hadn't really spoken about it. Yeah, it's very, it's a re really powerful. I think actually the, the sort of trades in general could do with more communities like yeah. this and I think I've seen it happen across social media a lot more even on Instagram where um tradespeople are helping tradespeople even in different countries actually that have yeah. similar problems are in the same industry so it's a very powerful yeah. vehicle and what was the what was the main when you sort of talk about the advice that people were looking for giving initially what are the main themes that you tend to see people struggle with that, that they come to the site for uh definitely employing people um that's yeah. that's a huge thing um you know, not knowing how to onboard somebody, um, not knowing how to sort of manage a team and right. um, not knowing how to, you know, having, you know, a number of employees clocking in and out and how to communicate with people on different sites. You know, if you're a plumber or an electrician, you've got a number of people out on different sites, like how you can all communicate and, um, you know, send jobs out and that sort of thing. So that was really, but I think people just really didn't know you know what support was out there so right um yeah so that's something that's been really great to sort of bring to light you know what is around that can help people and do you still see sort of um sort of users in the community really helping each other still is that still a big driver yeah. of it even outside of the directory yeah absolutely um it is such a lovely group of people i feel very lucky um everyone is just so willing to go out of their way to jump on and help and um yeah it's just the things I've seen have just been so amazing I feel very lucky 
And as a group, I mean, obviously the, the, the title kind of is a giveaway of the group, but I presume it's got broader than that, right? It's probably just lots of people that are actually involved in trade business yeah. in general. Yeah. 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 So um, it's like there's a lot of female traders coming in now, which is great. There's obviously um, businesses that come in who support the trades in their, the yeah. running of their business. Um, and, you know, trading mums, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, a lot of mums, they're doing the back office side of stuff for their for their you know kids who are in the trade um so it's yeah it's really it's awesome and what's what's next what's the what's the i mean you know it'd be great to hear a bit about what you think next but also sorry i missed i was quite interested in the sort of magazine as well and what prompted prompted that before we maybe maybe before we get to the what's next maybe we talk about that because somebody some people here might not have seen that yeah um so that was just sort of a um uh I had a friend of mine working for me for a little while and one day we were out and we just, wouldn't it be great to start a, start a magazine where it was, we could just, you know, get, um, you know, our partners to feature articles on things that might be helpful. Also, you know, a bit of lifestyle stuff to make it a bit, you know, a bit fun, a bit of entertaining reading. Um, so we just thought, oh, it'd be so great to just, you know, spotlight some of our members as well, like sort of tell their story in it. Um, and so, yeah, we just sort of, it was just kind of a, a, you know, pass off idea that we sort of, you know, developed into quite a few issues of it coming out and um, people really enjoying the magazine. So we've, we've sort of had it on pause for a couple of months, but we're um, hoping to get the next edition out in the next sort of month or two. So. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. And that goes to all, all of your subscribers? Yeah, it's uh, everyone on our mailing list. So we send it out to, to everybody on there. Cool, great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's a great, it's a great read. We get we get a copy here and uh, yeah, oh, highly, rec cool. highly recommend it. Um and so yeah, what's next? What's the what's the, the longer term plan? Uh so we for, for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to do uh, events. <laughs> I've really wanted to be able to meet people who I've been speaking to for so many yeah. years and um and all the partners and um yeah, you know, really connect with everybody rather than just over, you know, over Facebook, over the computer. So COVID has sort of been a bit of a bit of a pain with getting that organized we sort of set something up and then we're in a lockdown again and um so it's been quite frustrating but I feel like fingers crossed we're at the tail end of things now so. I, I, I completely agree I can't, every time I say that I, I sort of one year later find myself having to correct myself but this time it feels like we might be seeing I hope some, so. uh, yeah seeing the end of yeah. the tunnel I feel like I don't know how much longer we can all go on like this but I feel like yeah it's sort of out there now and you know um I think that hopefully you know they're not going to lock us in anymore so yeah definitely events is sort of something that yeah. I, I want to get going and be able to actually meet people face to face yeah that'd be amazing I mean you've got so many members that you could do it. and would you do that regionally or I'd probably start locally uh and then you know definitely go into um you know probably out to the other states and everything like that you know yeah, so yeah um but yeah the first one would probably be local and then we'd sort of we'd go from there and keep it and keep it going yeah. Do you have a concentration of people in, in different parts of Australia? Is there more? Yeah. Uh, Sydney and Queensland are the biggest yeah. ones, uh, closely followed by Melbourne. Yeah. 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 yeah that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That aligns with the population density. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. And any yeah. advice to, you know, people that, you know, maybe are thinking about getting into the trades, have you got any advice from your experience you would give people? Um, yeah, I think um, just find the right support. I think that would be my advice is don't feel like, um, you know, you're on your own and you're, you're the problems that you're facing, you're alone in that. Like there are other people who are going through the same thing. So it's just about finding the right, 
the right network, the right community to support you through the journey. And have you seen, as a result of sort of tradey wives and everything else you've done, have you seen more women coming into the trades? You referenced that, you know, there, there are more sort of female tradies actually coming into the group. Has that, have yep. you seen a sort of increase in the last year or so? I have, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely something that has been talked about more. It's in the media a lot more, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I was saying before, social media, it's uh, a lot of a lot of female tradies, um, you know, creating these Instagram accounts and having social media followings where they're really, um, you know, inspiring other women to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really powerful. I think it's really important. Yeah. And then the, the other area that we've often talked about is around mental health. And I, I feel like these sort of groups are a really powerful way to help manage some of that stuff because, yes. you know, running a trades business, especially if you're a sole trader, even if you're not, is very, very stressful. There's payroll, there's, you know, supplier payments, getting money yeah. from your customers. There's all those things in between. And, you know, your small yeah. businesses, it's not it's not easy. I'm presuming a group like Trading Wives must be really powerful at helping address some of those issues that people yeah. are facing within businesses. Yeah, and I think it's given them a space to be able to say it, you know, and to get the yeah. support. I think people, um, you know, they bottle it up. And I think a lot of women have seen their partners, you know, really struggling and, um, you know, really spiralling. And it, and it can, things can get to you when people aren't paying, when cash flow is bad, when, yeah. um, you know, you're facing these big issues in the business. It can really affect your mental health. And I think the wives sort of watch on and, and see that and they come to the group and they say hey you know this is what i'm seeing what do you think and everyone jumps on and says oh yep we've been here we do this we do yeah. this you know here's the right support to connect with like it's great that you've actually said it out loud because now you can fix it yeah that's i mean that's the thing i think is really great about these groups on social media is that even if someone you know they're in the same business they've experienced it just even telling the story around what they went yeah. through and knowing that you're not the only person that's been through it i think is yeah. uh, powerful i think often if you're in a trade company, it can be quite lonely and yeah. people don't necessarily realise there is this whole group of other people um, who historically didn't talk about these things as well. I think that's part of the problem is exactly. it was probably lonely because they weren't talking about it. So they assume yeah. that, you know, it's just me suffering through this and uh, and it's not. So I think that's really powerful. That's great. And it's yeah. a great tes testament to the group that you can you can do that. Um, we always finish on a few questions, which I'm going to... Yep. Short, short fire them to you now. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you were on the if you were on the tools, yeah. um, what trade would you pick? To be honest, I'd be hopeless at everything. So I'm going to go with um, carpentry, I think. Carpentry. That's yeah, it's quite popular. Think, it does end up being yeah. quite popular. People like building stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think that's something that I would I would do. Cool. Um, yeah. And then your biggest pet peeve at work, if there was one. Oh, late payers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone's with you on that. Yeah. 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 Late payers. They can, yeah take a hike <laughs> it's uh well it's uh, it's just uh it's it's an area we've, we've become pretty focused on even with our our product not to talk about tradeify but just in general i think it's an area yep. that um trying to get payment earlier just to solve that because you're right it's just such a drain on oh. well a there's cash flow b there's the effort to try and chase these people down and and then figuring yeah. out actually maybe it's not the right customer and you won't always know that until afterwards right when it's too late so yeah i think everyone exactly suffers right. with that one and then yeah. go to go to team lunch when you if you when you do one you get together Got to be the toasties. We are. Uh, we love a oh. toasty. We <laughs> we love getting the toasty machine out and doing them. And um, yeah, we're we're all we're all a bit. Do you do, do you, fancy fancy toasties or just cheese on Rubens or you know like a? No, we're um, ham cheese tomato. Oh, okay. Very very basic, but um, you know the classics. I think. Well, I recommend getting a bit of a jar of sauerkraut and sticking that with some cheese. You won't and a little Ooh. bit of uh, sriracha or a bit of chili oil, mm. and you won't look back. 
Trust me on that. <laughs> if I'm wrong, um, you can hold <laughs> we'll me to that. We'll get back to you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then biggest biggest myth about the trade industry. I mean, you've you've come into it from doing other stuff. What do you think the biggest myth mm. still is? Um, that tradies rip people off. I think that that's yeah. still a huge thing. I think that, you know, and there's actually some other groups I'm in, um, you know, renovation groups where I see it all the time about, you know, everybody thinking that they're getting ripped off by their their tradie and they don't they don't realise, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. And it's, yeah, it's a huge, huge myth of the industry that, that really needs to change. I think it's the... Um... It's really, really, it's a really interesting point because I completely agree. I think there's a perception. Actually, if you deal with most decent trade companies, they're all decent yeah. people that do great work and everything else. Yeah. There's always one or two bad apples in every industry. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, there were sort of TV programs over the years that have exacerbated this myth yeah. somewhat. And then everyone's watched those TV programs and they've heard one story that someone's had a bad experience. And we've all had bad experiences with any industry at some point in time. So I agree that myth still seems to permeate. Yeah. Um, and it's not the case if anything I think a lot of trade companies undercharge in my so experience do I. I absolutely is the, is, agree it's the bigger issue um not the other way around so it's uh but it's it's still a problem I think that just takes time to again it's all perception change those perceptions cool yeah. and then last absolutely. one is you know anyone else that you you come across that you think would be interesting for us to speak to um on the podcast in the future um I think it would be great to get um obviously another another woman in the trades yeah. but uh one of the ladies I follow over on Instagram that I was talking about uh, is a lady called, she goes under Melbourne Chippy Chick. Um, and she, yeah, she's doing awesome things for the industry. So she would be, she would be great to. And has she inspired, inspired you to be the carpenter? Well, <laughs> definitely nowhere near as talented as what she is, but, uh, but yeah, that's yeah, watching her is definitely makes me think, Oh yeah, that's something that maybe I would enjoy yeah. if ever I was on the tools. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Great. Well, look, Verity, this has been a really great conversation. Um, again, appreciate, um, at, you know, TradeyWise is an amazing place. So I'm really glad that we can be associated with it. It's a really cool area that you've created for people to get more from the trades um, whilst also helping co-run a, you know, landscape business is, is really impressive. So appreciate you joining the show. Um, yeah, and, and as always, to all of our listeners, if you've enjoyed this, please do rate review. Give us all those great comments on Apple or whatever your chosen platform is or YouTube. Um, and as always, send us a note if you want to see, hear from people. If you want to be on the show, let us know. As always, thanks very much and speak to you next time. Cheers. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Behind the Tools is brought to you by Tradeify, job management software for your trade business. If you enjoyed the podcast, let us know by leaving a review and be sure to tell your mates about it. Email behindthetools at tradeifyhq.com if you or someone you know would be keen to join the show as a guest.